This is Sharbria Shine, and welcome back to Max Out Girl. So today we are continuing the self-love series. This is episode two, and I'm so excited because today we are talking about defeating self-hate. And self-hate is running rampant, and a lot of times we don't talk about this, we don't deal with our issues, and it's not like a hot topic. But honestly, this is something that we need to talk about. And that's why I wanted to do this self-love series, because it's so important in the times we're living in with so much fear and anxiety and self-hate and self-doubt, that we need to talk about this. We need to talk about how to defeat self-hate and where it stems from and how to combat that. And first and foremost, I just want to tell you that you know everyone can deal with self-hate at some time in their life but it can become a real problem satan the enemy of your soul hates you because you are loved by god because you are a child a daughter of the most high god because you are made in god's likeness and in his image and because god has given you power dominion okay and he loves you and because of that satan hates you because you're loved by god what better way to mess with a father than to try try to destroy his family try to destroy his daughters and so i just want to encourage you to know that god loves you and there is a remedy to self-hate so i wanted to start off with some questions do you find yourself thinking that you're no good or that you're not good enough or that nothing in your life is good, or that you're a failure, and that no matter how much you try, you just keep making mistakes, or you're just lousy in every area, or you'll never measure up, or you'll never be successful, or you'll never be pretty enough, smart enough, curvy enough, skinny enough, healthy enough. You'll never look like this girl, that girl, that woman. Your career will never reach this plateau. Do you find yourselves feeling those things? Do you ever look in the mirror and hate to see yourself? Do you ever hate to look at yourself? And do you hate to think about yourself? Or if somebody compliments you, do you always have to say something negative about yourself? Or do you believe the negative thoughts in your mind that you hear, those negative voices in your mind that say, you know what, you're dumb, you're stupid, or that was dumb, or you're ugly, or what's wrong with your nose, or ew, so gross, your hair is disgusting, or you need better hair, or your hair is too short, too long, too curly, too kinky, too nappy. You know, do you give in to some of these thoughts? And sometimes we can all be guilty of this at one time or another in our lives. But let's talk about what truly the definition of self-hate is. Okay, it's fueled by anger, low self-esteem. It's a distorted perception of yourself based on self-beliefs or lies that are given to you by the enemy of your soul. Or also lies of society or others around you or lies of maybe people from your past. And sometimes these are things that can really shape our beliefs about ourselves and cause us to hate ourselves, which is an intense dislike of oneself. Ask yourself, do you find yourself in this state? Are you suffering from self-hate? Or do you sometimes, you know, dance with the devil in this area? And I mean that, you know, uh, metaphorically. Do you sometimes find yourself, you know, the temptation of self-hate at different times in your life? Um, it's part of self-loathing. And again, none of us were created to hate ourselves. We're supposed to love ourselves and accept ourselves for who we are, weaknesses and strengths. And it's okay to work on weaknesses, but some things are us and we have to learn to love ourselves, our flaws and all. Because who's to say that there is something wrong with some of our flaws? I mean, especially when it comes to some of our physical things that we feel like are flaws. Oh, I'm too skinny. Oh, I'm too fat. Oh, I have freckles. Oh, my nose is too thin. Oh, my hair is too kinky. Oh, my hair is too short. Oh, I'm not thick enough. Oh, I'm too thick. Like, okay, if it's health reasons, work on that. Work out. But if it's just for vanity's sake, 
it's okay to even want to change some things, work on those things, but don't hate those things about yourself. Don't hate yourself. And then who's to say that something is wrong with you? And so we want to ask ourselves, where has some of this self-hate come from? And I ask myself that when I think about self-hate, you have to ask yourself, why do I hate myself? Why am I always negative about myself? And you need to ask yourself and brainstorm and ask God in prayer to reveal some things because a lot of things come from past experiences. Um, Did you grow up in a home where your parents were down on you about things or were verbally abusive or a grandmother, grandfather, cousin, uncle, somebody, a teacher, a friend? or a friend of me, because they're not friends if they're down on you. But ask yourself, where did this stem from? Were there situations where someone always talked about my legs are too skinny, or my butt's too big, or I need to lose weight? Where was I in situations where someone said when I was struggling with math, you're just stupid, you'll never get this? Was I were you in situations where you had someone to say you're so ugly, your skin is so dark, you know, you have to get to the root of some of these things and ask yourself, why am I rejecting myself? Why do I hate myself? Or why do I hate this feature or hate this certain thing about myself? Dig deep, ladies, and ask yourself, where did this come from? And again, ask God, where did this come from? And there are certain things in my life that I had to ask the Holy Spirit, like, show me, where did this belief come from? There's sometimes, let's talk about, we talked about past experiences as well. Um, have you failed in an area or disappointed yourself or someone that you love or care about? And now you feel, you know, you can't let it go. And you feel like, man, I'm just such a disappointment or I'm such a failure. Just because you failed in an area does not mean you're a failure. A lot of times we see failures as bad things, but a lot of times failure, all that is is growth opportunities to learn and to grow and to get better so that you can succeed. How can you know success if you've never known failure? How can you get to success if you didn't have to try hard to get there by trying and falling, trying and falling, trying and learning, getting better, falling, and again, over and over and over. So sometimes we look at the failing situations or disappointment as a negative thing, but it builds us. It teaches us. We learn. We get stronger. We get better. And a lot of us just need to forgive ourselves. What mistake did you make? Whether it was major or life-altering or not, what mistake did you make? What area did you fail in? Who did you disappoint? Did you disappoint yourself? Did you break a promise? It is okay to forgive yourself. Actually, it is necessary for you to forgive yourself, to move on, to free your heart of that heaviness. We're going to make mistakes. We are not perfect, but we serve a perfect God who loves us perfectly and he forgives you of anything you've ever done. Any sin, any failure, any disappointment, any mistake, whether you did something and you knew it was bad and you still did it, God forgave you already. So forgive yourself, free yourself, free your heart from the pain, from the disappointment. It is okay. Let it go. Ask the Lord, Lord, help me to let this go. If there's people you need to ask for forgiveness, ask them to forgive you. Forgive other people. Free yourself because that is holding you bondage. And if you can't accept your past and just accept that you've made mistakes and let it go and be free, then you're going to stay in bondage in that area. And for some people, that's causing them to hate themselves. And it is not worth it. You are not created to hate yourself. Again, you were created to love yourself to work on yourself, but to love who God created you to be because you are a designer's original. God created you. And we're going to talk more about that in a little bit. But you ha- you have to make sure you learn how to forgive yourself. 
Also, something else that tries to make us hate ourselves is the comparison. I call it the comparison plague because comparison is the thief of joy. And the more you compare yourself with others, someone else's life, their season, their job, how they look, what they have, what you don't have, you are never going to find contentment and joy in your life and who you are. If you're always looking at somebody else, yes, self-hate can can come in easily because you're like, I don't measure up to her. Well, who said you don't measure up to her? Society? That's another thing. Like, stop looking at everybody else because you're going to be so distracted. And God has a plan and purpose for your life, but you're going to keep hating your situation, hating your life, and hating your season because you're looking at everybody else. When God has something beautiful for your life and for you, but you have to learn to enjoy and to love yourself and to enjoy your current season and to learn from it because God in Jeremiah 29 and 11 he says he great he has great plans for your life you haven't expected in he wants to bless you but you can't get there when you're hating yourself and honestly hating yourself to me it's a direct disrespect to God he's our creator and when you say I hate myself God it's saying to God you don't know what you're doing you created me wrong something's wrong with me and it's your fault because you're the one who made me absolutely not you are beautiful you are one of a kind you are an original God created you with purpose and beauty and he makes no mistakes so don't discredit yourself do not self-loathe don't hate yourself because you are beautiful and amazing another reason why you know you might find yourself hating yourself is the lies of the enemy those negative voices and thoughts that always try to plague us every single day and the only way that you can combat that is by words of affirmation and knowing the word of God and yes you have to speak it out loud there are times where it might feel crazy but you have to combat that okay and so you have to know what the word of God says about you so that you can combat the negative thoughts. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. But these are just some tips of how to kill that self-hate um, and where, you know, some of this self-hate's coming from. Views of others about us, like I said, from your past experiences or in your personal life right now, you have a you might have a boss who is so negative, condescending. They're always talking down to you. They make you feel less than. You don't believe that lie. Again, you are a child of the most high God. You are deserve respect love and I always say keep this perspective in view it's an acronym view you're valuable you're important you're equal of respect okay so let's start over you're valuable you're important you're equal and you're worthy of love and respect and what I like about equal is you're equal to anyone and anything and the word of God says greater is he that is in the world that is in me excuse me, I quoted that wrong. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Meaning the God that is in you, the power that you have within yourself is so much more powerful than the enemy, so much more powerful than the, than the people around you that are your enemies. God has empowered you to succeed. God has empowered you to be a light, to shine in this dark world. So don't give in to the negativity of others. And again, if it's your parents in the past, denounce those words that they spoke over you. You have to denounce them and say, I am not stupid. I refuse to believe that. I am not just like my father or my mother. I will be successful. I will be something when I grow up. You have to sometimes go back to your childhood because sometimes that's where the pain has started. The self-hate has grown, okay? And then let's talk about society views where maybe a certain race is deemed as prettier or a certain type of feature of a woman or a certain type of hair. Who that is man-made, who says that they are right? But we're bombarded with these images all the time that we begin to reject ourselves. We begin to reject our skin color, our hair type, our body type, uh, where we grew up. We begin to reject being a woman, all these different things. And God is saying, 
That is the enemy. Those are lies. You can't believe everything you see in the media and on TV. People have their own agendas, how they want to use media and TV to make money and how the enemy of our soul uses it for us to hate ourselves. And you have to recognize it and you have to not fall into that trap. And so again, these are things that we have to keep in mind when we are hating ourselves or if you are finding yourself trapped in the deceitfulness of self-hate. Also, don't judge yourself too harshly. Don't judge God's creation. You are God's creation. So when you're judging yourself, as I said earlier, it's like a slap in the face to God. And God's like, I'm giving you grace and mercy every day. Learn to give yourself grace and mercy, girl. You need it. And just like my husband tells me, he's like, give yourself more grace. Give yourself more mercy. Because sometimes I'm so hard on myself. And we as women can be so tough on ourselves. But we give other people grace and mercy. And we deserve that same love, that same grace, that same mercy. Because we are human. And so you have to ask yourself, am I angry with myself? Do I need to forgive myself? And I'm just saying this again because this is important. Forgive yourself, okay? Forgive yourself. Again, recognize that Satan hates you because you are loved by God. And so when you know that that's a trap that the enemy wants you to fall into, you know these are not my thoughts. And this is not my reality. These thoughts are coming from an enemy who wants me to hate myself because I'm loved by God. And he recognizes that if I know how loved I am by God, how special and original and amazing I am, how gifted, how talented, how powerful I am, how much dominion and authority God has given me, then I'm going to be dangerous. Then I'm going to be a threat to the enemy. And I'm going to shine for God. And I'm going to make an impact and a difference of those lives around me because the word says we're blessed to be a blessing. Satan don't want you to recognize who you are. Satan wants you to continue to self-loathe and to self-have pity parties and to hate yourself and to hate how you look and where you come from and you're I mean he wants you to just continue to wallow in that because when you stay down and depressed you will not use the power that God has imputed in you from before you were in your mother's womb and so I just want to encourage you to not fall for the bait the negative thoughts try to come to everybody you have to fight them um, and then you have to know that it's okay to say this, these scriptures out loud and to say positive words out loud because it's going to help you. You can't fight. Um, I heard a pastor say you can't fight thoughts with thoughts. And I'm like, what do you mean? Yes, you can. If I have a negative thought, I'm going to think a positive thought. But you, God says power of left, the power of life and death is in the tongue. So that means you need to speak it out. You have the power to change the atmosphere. You have a power to shut down those negative demonic thoughts that's causing you to hate yourself and reject yourself. You have the power to speak life into your day, into your atmosphere, into your life. And the words we speak can change the trajectory of our lives because thoughts become words and words become actions and the actions become your life, what it amounts to. Uh, the choices that you make. And that's so important. We want to blame everybody else when we have the power within us because God has given us the power within us. And so I think sometimes, you know, we feel powerless and God's saying, I've given you power and authority. I've given you all the tools you need to impact your life, to love yourself, to create the life that you want to live. But sometimes we look all around us and make excuses of why we can't have that life, of what's wrong with us, of why we hate ourselves, of why we're just not good enough and why we can't have the life that we want to live. And God is saying, that's not how I created you. So learn to love yourself. Learn to let go. Learn to not take yourself so seriously. My husband helps me so much say, you're, you're, you're a little too uptight in this area. Like, loosen up. And again, that goes with giving yourself more grace and more mercy and more room to grow. This is a journey, not a destination. Again, life's a journey. And again, we don't have to focus on the destination. If you're a child of God, 
you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we know our destiny, our destination is uh, afterlife is in heaven for eternity with our Father, God, and our Savior, and our believers, other believers, which are brothers and sisters in Christ. We know that, but and we know here on earth, uh, Jeremiah twenty nine and eleven is our destiny. That He has great plans for our life. We haven't expected it, but we don't have to get so consumed and so full of anxiety that we're worrying and stressing about where we end up. Serve the Lord, love him, love yourself, and God will lead us to the path that he has for us. The word of God says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, meaning the steps of a good man or woman are ordered by God. So you don't have to stress and strain. But if you're too caught up in, I hate myself, I'm so terrible, your life is going to feel exactly that, like hell on earth. When God wants us to have heaven on earth, you know, in the midst of tests and trials and difficulties and insecurities we don't have to live according to those things we can overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony and you can plead the blood of jesus over your life and you can speak the word of god over your life positive positivity and that's the life that we're meant to have so you might be thinking the word of god over my life what what does god say about me I mean, I might feel like I hate myself, but how do I overcome this? What does the word say about me? So I'm going to read some scripture. And this, um, some of these scriptures I wrote, and some of this is actually, I didn't write the scriptures, excuse me, but I put these scriptures in my book, uh, Single and Satisfied, The Single Woman's Guide to Fulfillment. And I'm going to read actually uh, some ch- of the chapter in my book of chapter seven, Put on Your Crown. And it says, one thing I noticed is that when a woman doesn't fully know who she is and doesn't understand her value, she'll settle for anything. Before you can be single and satisfied, you have to be satisfied with you. Now, this book is for single women, but right now I'm talking to all women. You have to love you. You have to learn to love and accept who you are. You have to accept your strengths and weaknesses and be okay with who God made you. If you aren't comfortable in your skin, you'll always depend on others to bring you joy, which can result in unstable emotions because how you feel will be depending on others. Let's just get this straight and out of the way right now. Your value is not and will never be in your outer appearance, a man, your marital status, other people, material things, money, status, a job, your pain, your past traumatic experiences, your rejections or mistakes. But in Christ and Christ alone, once you accept him as your Lord and Savior. The enemy fills our minds with so many distractions that we can pursue the wrong things, hoping that we'll miss out on the promises that God has for us. So I'm going to skip down. And this says, I, you are royalty because you're a child of the most high God, the most, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. You are an heiress to a kingdom that's not of this world. And as you see, if you look at the sea, the stars and the moon, God does things extravagantly, y'all. He does not make mistakes. Anything that God creates has value. He is very particular in his creation. He is meticulous and he makes everything with tender love and care. Now, listen to this. If God is this type of creator, Do you think he would create anything less than marvelous, magnificent, gorgeous, amazing, or beautiful? He took his time making you. He fashioned you. You were not a mistake. And just because you came after a man doesn't mean that you were an afterthought. God foreknew you and he knew you before you were even in your mother's womb. He purposed for you to be here and he loved you then and he had plans for you and he loves you still. Here is exactly what God says about you in his word. And so here's some scriptures, Jeremiah 1 and 5, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you before you were born. I set you apart. Psalms 139, 13 through 18 for you, 
created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Man, ladies, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. But society, media, the enemy, negative thoughts, comparison makes us want to think that we're not fearfully and wonderfully made, that we're not beautiful, that something's wrong with us, that we should hate ourselves. No, don't hate the skin you're in. You are beautiful. You created the way God wanted you to be. Jeremiah 29 and 11, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Genesis 1 and 26, and God said, let us make man in our image after our own likeness and let him have dominion. You have dominion. You're made in the likeness of a God, the one true only wise God, which to me, I'm like, okay, so I'm like a little goddess because my daddy is a God. Come on now. He's the God, the one true only wise God. So when negative thoughts come, uh, 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 uh-uh, I'm created in God's image. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And so you have to know who you are, that you're an heiress in God's kingdom. You have to know that you're royalty. First Peter 2 and 9 says, but you are chosen people, your royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. So you're special to God, his special possession. This is God we're talking about. God, the creator of the heavens and the earth and universe. And then Song of Solomon 4 and 7 says, you are altogether beautiful, my darling. There is no flaw in you. Ephesians 2 and 10, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for you to do. Proverbs 31 and 30. I love this one. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Y'all, it's not all about the outer appearance, though the world puts so much emphasis, makes us all feel like we're ugly at times. If you keep looking at those fake ads and all the fake stuff that these ladies have had added and fixed, tucked and nipped, you feel like, man, could I ever measure up? Absolutely, because you are a real woman. You are R-E-A-L. You are a real woman. And you have to accept it all. Your wrinkles, your flaws, your dips. Uh, cellulite uh what they call it um y'all know I don't have no kids so I'm trying to think of stretch marks there you go (laughs) you have to accept it all and I am a firm believer in improving yourself if there's things that you do not like I'm all good with that I do it myself however you have to accept how you are and who you are and if you want to improve do that but don't start self-hating because that's not going to help you to get where you need to be and the word of God says in 1 Peter 3, 3 through 4, your beauty should not come from outer adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles, wearing of gold, jewelry, or fine clothes. Rather, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. So this scripture isn't saying that don't look good, don't get your hair pretty, don't wear gold or nice clothes. No, and it's not saying you need to be quiet. And, and No, what it is saying is don't let that be where your true, true beauty comes from. God wants his daughters to look beautiful on the outside. He's a great father. He's royalty. He wants us to look good. However, nothing's more worse or nothing's more ugly or disgusting than a woman who's beautiful on the outside, but nasty and stank on the inside. And the same for guys. I mean, I've seen some really attractive men and I get to know their their personality and they're so pompous and rude and that makes them look so ugly. And that's what we're saying. Like, The most beautiful thing can be a person's attitude and spirit and how they are, their personality. And then their true beauty will shine through where you are like the most beautiful woman around because of who you are. And society will have us think because it's, you know, fueled by the enemy 
have us think that it's all about the outer appearance. So we don't really value inner beauty anymore in our society. We don't value, you know, a beautiful spirit, sweetness, kindness, gentleness, graciousness, uh, loyalty, great character, honor, um, purity. We don't honor those things. And society is like, who looking good? Who's got the biggest boobs? Whose boobs are out? Uh, who got, you know, the biggest butt now? Who's showing all this skin? I mean, who, you know, all this superficial crap that don't amount to nothing. And so if we get caught into all of that, then yeah, we'll start hating ourselves because nobody's keeping up with all that junk. Nobody keep up with all that. And again, I am a huge uh, fan of taking care of your body, staying in shape, uh, making sure you look nice, um, you know, really taking care of yourself. I'm big on that myself. I love to look nice. I love fashion. I love health, all of that. But I have to remember that that is not where my identity comes from. And sometimes I'm going to be honest. Sometimes I would get caught into it myself. Like, oh man, I need to get this done or that done or what's wrong with me? This, this, I need new clothes all the time. I need new hair or like just getting overwhelmed with focusing too much on the outer appearance. And when I get like that, I make sure that what I'm watching isn't feeding that stereotype or feeding the lies, uh, which meaning I might need to unfollow some people on social media. Stop looking at media so much. Or I need to not look in the mirror and stress about how I look so much and give that part to God. So these are some things to think about. Um, And so let me read some more down in this chapter. It says, wow, look how special you are to God. He's crazy about you. You aren't an afterthought. You're a queen. You are virtuous. You're royalty. You are an heiress. You are loved, valued, and cherished by God. You might be saying yourself valuable. Yes, you have value. Yes, which is a property of a thing by which it is rendered to be useful or desirable, worth, excellence, importance. Girl, this is you. Desired by God, seen as worthy, excellent, important. How awesome is that? The almighty God who created, yes, the heavens and the earth. Yo, he crazy about you. (laughs) And so it's just so crazy to me that we get bombarded with these thoughts of negativity and that we begin to believe them and we hate ourselves and we start self-loathing and having pity parties and thinking we're less than. That's a big lie. We have to really see ourselves how God sees us, but we have to know what he says in his word about us. And, you know, it's so important for us to get our identity and our views of ourselves from the word of God and other women of God and not the world standards. That's why I don't follow a lot of people on my social media. You're not going to see me following a lot of people that's half naked or super seductive because that is not my role model. That is not the type of life I want to live. And that is not my um, it's not my focus. And if I'm constantly seeing these images, what is it going to do to my head, my thought, my mind, my mindset, my Uh, value system in my heart and you may think it doesn't impact you but what you watch what you see with your eyes what you hear those things get in your heart and those start to shape your belief system and I'm not I refuse to allow and it's it's happened to me before where um I started to hate certain things about myself because media shows that it's not desirable or a certain type of woman is more desirable or a certain feature isn't as desirable like and the devil is a liar who are they they're not God they're not a creator they didn't make me in their image so who's to say what's more preferable to each his own because like you know, when if you're talking about with a husband or waiting for a husband, he's going to like you. He's going to love you. And there's going to be qualities about you that he finds attractive. And again, this is the self-love series. So before you ever worry about a man loving you, you have to love yourself, whether they reject you or not. You're like, OK, you reject me, but I refuse to reject myself because, again, you have to remember it is God who created you and nobody can judge God's creation because he made you and fashioned you the way that you're supposed to be. So 
Don't fall for the lies. Don't fall for the tricks, the schemes, the society, the society views that are not according to God's word. Um, I don't care if it was your past, your mama, your daddy, uh, ex-boyfriend, a husband. You are worthy of love and respect and you have a great future ahead of you. And God created you specifically for something great in this world that only you can accomplish. And I don't care what you feel you lack or what you don't have. God loves you. He is crazy about you. So you have to get a hold of his word and just how special you are to God. And what that truly means. And the only way you're going to do that is getting in his word and meditating on it, meaning speak it out loud. Think about it. Think about what it means. Read it in other translations. Write it out in your journal because you have to get this in your heart, in your mind to kill those negative thoughts and the negative views and the negative belief system that is causing you to hate yourself. Girl, you are amazing. Girl, there is so much power and beauty in you. Girl, there's such a great future ahead for you. But if you don't believe it for yourself and violently grab hold of that, then no one can do it for you. So again, I hope you enjoyed today. Uh, go ahead and follow Max Out Girl on all social media, which is Twitter and Instagram. And make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss any podcasts. We're every Wednesday, which I'm excited about that. And we're going to continue the self-love series. Make sure you go to Sharbria.com for books, resources, and courses. And you can follow me at Sharbria Shine on all social media. Also, if you're interested in music, I have some new music out on Sharbria on Sharbria Music. And um, I think that's about it. I truly hope that this is encouraging you. I hope I said something that, you know, is encouraging, inspiring, and elevated your thinking. And again, uh, I hope that you truly never forget to max out, girl. Because this is Sharbria Shine, and I will talk to you next time. Bye.